0: The following program is a podcast1.com production.
1: Hey, everybody. Superfan Giovanni here. Welcome to Classic Loveline, episode 189 from June 19th, 1996, a Wednesday night show. Sinjin Smith and Carrie Pottharst are in for the first hour, Olympic volleyball players, and Janine Lindemuller and Diana Loren are in for the second hour. There's some confusion up top, and Adam thinks it's Janine and Nikki Tyler, but it's actually Diana Loren. Adam opens the show with a quick barb toward Drew, and they reference their epic fight from last night's show. Adam asks Drew about his kid's preschool graduation, and Drew actually preemptively jumps in to mock Adam's attempt to bring up his kids running around nude, The one time Adam actually visited their house, as revealed uh, in this feed. It's another rare two-guest double-booking show with Sinjin and Kerry, the pro volleyball players, for the first hour, and Janine and Diana for the second. Adam has a funny masturbation riff, can't wait until Pat O'Brien does a profile on him. Adam, at home with a boner. Which is a funny reference, because Pat actually judged the infamous K-Rock Kevin and Bean boxing match between Jimmy and the maintenance man. They jump right into the calls. Sinjin and Carrie join them after the first break. Adam brings up the Australian manpower guys once again and jokes about Carrie sitting in their chair. And coming back into the second hour, Engineer Mike uses a very appropriate porn baseline to intro the show, complete with a nice drop from Dr. Drew to close it out. Adam explains that Nikki Tyler is not in studio, it's actually Diane Loren. And Adam jokes about reading whatever's put in front of him. Adam goes in depth with Janine about how he obtained the dailies from her latest movie and how he's got a guy who provides him with rough cuts, uh, minus the sound of various porn movies currently in production. Adam's actually so engrossed in the conversation, Drew has to remind him to take the 10-second Station ID satellite break. This episode has a really interesting mix of guests and calls, as per usual, this was recorded in 1996. Some of the medical advice may be out of date. Please consult your own physician or contact Dr. True and Mike Catherwood on Current Day LoveWine one 800 love 191 Listener Discretion is advised. And you can follow us on Twitter at Podcast One, on Facebook, Podcast One there as well, and Podcast One.com, the Home of All your favorite podcasts. Mahalo and get it on. The following program is a podcast1.com production.
0: Listener discretion advised. Now, here's Loveline with Dr. Drew and Adam Carolla.
2: Yes, sir. Let me get the phone number out. 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310854-4455. I'm Adam Carolla. He is Dr. Drew. He's a board-certified physician and addiction medicine specialist. Thank you, sir. Yes. And tonight, we have... The famous St. John Smith, probably the most uh, well known volleyball player in the world. Certainly, a beach volleyball player, that's for sure. Yeah. And what? You, you know someone who plays on the clay courts? That's a bigger what? name? Oh, easy
3: to know. I'll, I'll throw you some softballs out. Don't worry. I'll, some lobs, okay? Uh, Go easy. Don't start out like that. All right. Like, you know I'm going. Yeah, I know you are. We'll, we'll make it. We'll be all right, brother. All right. We had a little scrape last night, yeah, Drew and did. I, but we We're made it. Sort of building to that one, too, and I'm afraid what could happen if we keep going. Well, I just kind
2: of picked up where we left off. I know last you night. did. I, that's what worries me. All right. Also, coming in here will be uh, Carrie Potharst. She is from Australia. She is uh, on the Olympic team. The Olympic, uh, they have an Olympic indoor and Olympic uh, beach right team this year right i guess I, I don't know if they had beach volleyball in the uh
3: 92 olympics or not no this is the well, i think one of the addition
2: all right so like a a trial add,
3: sport they call it and you're adding something something. masturbation that's, that's right that's oh so glad man i brought that up oh i've been training my whole life <laughs> yes. I,
2: I can't uh, wait until uh, pat o'brien does one of those personal profile things on me <laughs> at home with adam <laughs> just a bathrobe and a boner uh dr drew yeah you uh oh, hold on engineer mike turn that that damn music down please yes makes yes. the conversation sound for yes i
3: don't
2: know where to talk or slam dance yeah uh you went to a graduation today
3: did you no, not it was actually last week my kids graduated from their first year of preschool first mm. year of preschool right big and, graduation and i don't want to take anything away from
2: the, they the were achievement cl- they but, were clothed all right Adam? Uh-oh. Okay. <laughs> oh geez <laughs> must have been a short ceremony uh they don't hold anyone back, do they? I don't think so. So you show up, you graduate. Right. Okay. My, I, again, I don't. I don't want to undermine the achievement of the of the young Drewskers, but it, yeah, really is. Hey, it just uh, means
3: they're they're getting older. Thank God. Yeah. We're making it. They're one piece,
2: and, and they'll be going in, uh, to summer school and all that. Yes. Yes. And they're
3: looking forward to that. Right. Where is it? Actually, my one of my kids actually ended up teaching computers to the kindergartners. Really. Yeah, Jordan did. Yeah. The kid is a—he's a prodigy at, at computer. That's wild.
2: He definitely knows more than I do. Yeah, I guarantee. No, I'm just talking oh, about—not no. about life. I'm I, not I just talking I, about computers.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: When is it that children start loathing school? When is that?
3: That's what I—that's actually what kind of why I brought it. Up. I was talking to Ann about it out there, and I remember—I remember I really not liking preschool and kindergarten and that stuff. My kids seem to just love it. You liked high school. Because I saw yes, your I did. picture, yeah, you, didn't, I did. you didn't look no, I happy. Didn't. I wasn't happy. But I liked it. You had to take a lot of ridicule. Um, should have, probably did, but it wasn't aware of it. Too, but you went, you went to like a special geek
2: school, right? right? Right. Where they're sort of infested with nerds. Yes. And so you didn't stand out. Correct. Okay. <laughs> I was attacking your being there, Drew. I'm not sure if you're uh, I'm, aware I'm of that.
3: not sophisticated enough to know these things.
2: We also have Janine Lindermulder in tonight and Nikki Tyler. Now, those two are two very uh, famous uh, porn names to sort of uh, balance out the Australian manpower dudes we had in last night. They have a place called uh, Club Pornography, which is at the Dragonfly out here in L.A. Did and you uh, any of
3: your collection for them to sign or
2: anything? I do have a movie with uh, Janine, and um, I'm sure i got to have some. A like movie? Nikki I thought
3: you'd have like a section.
2: Well, I really don't have... I, <laughs> I really don't have an extensive collection what? on her Oh, oh, oh. oh in, in general. But I, I have a lot of, um, you know, what you'd call um, golden oldies and things like that. You know, I like the old stuff. All right, Drew, you ready? Let's go. You fired I'm, up? I'm
3: throwing you some lobs.
2: All okay. right. Neil, 14, you're on Loveline.
4: Hi, how you doing? Good. Um, I just got to say, um, Adam, you are the man. You are just so funny.
2: Really? Yeah. Thank you.
4: All right. Um, my question is... Last day of school, and this pretty decent girl that I liked uh, wrote on my yearbook her phone number, uh-huh. and um, I wanted to date her. So um, how should I ask her out, and what should our first date be?
2: Okay. Well, you're getting a little ahead of yourself with the first date question, but we'll answer it anyway.
3: Wait, why is he ahead of himself? Oh well, he, she left the phone number.
2: She hasn't said yes. Oh, they always say that. Call me over the summer. No one, no one ever calls. You've advised kids to do that when they, when you
3: Remember the one girl wanted to know how to get the phone number to the graduating senior.
2: Right. I said, put the phone number in there. But no, no, no. I didn't say get the phone number. I said, how do you go up and talk to the guy? How do you strike up a conversation? I said, bring the yearbook over and have him sign it. That'll strike up a conversation. And by the way, all you people uh, who should be graduating, if you already haven't, or at least ending your school year and hopefully moving on to the next higher grade, it all should be going down uh, this week. Yeah. 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 So go for Broke. Whether, whether it means uh, criticizing teachers or uh, personnel or uh, asking girls or guys out. This is your chance to go for broke. You'll have uh, the whole summer to uh, lick your wounds if it does not work out. Neil. Yeah. Are you, uh, you're not going to see her again then? School's out.
4: Yeah, school's out. But he's okay. got the number. And I already made the teachers all insane.
3: Remember okay. what Ann says. I think like think like a, a young, a fortunate old female, Adam. All right, hold on. So let me, stretch, see, let
2: me see if I can sprout something. Get oh, them there them it the goes. Creatures. All right. Neil, yeah. give it a little time. Yeah. Don't call her immediately. All right. Give her, uh, it's been a few days.
4: I uh, got out a couple of weeks. Oh, a couple of
2: weeks? Oh, in, in women's years, that's, that's quite some time. Yeah, that's like dog years. Neil. Yeah. It's time to make that call then. Okay. You call her up, and uh, she knows you are? All right. Don't describe yourself too much because it's always kind of pathetic when you go. Remember me? It's Neil. I'm the guy with the nappy hair. I sat behind you in chemistry class. Blah blah blah. It always sounds kind of pathetic. Oh yeah. Just give her a. Hey, it's Neil. What's doing? Yeah. And uh, pick a little event. Now don't look. Don't ask her out. Just do it like this. Hey, uh, this new um, Schwarzenegger movie, The uh, Erasers, coming out. I'm thinking about checking it out. You up for it? Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Don't ask her out. Ask her. Ask the event. Pick the event. Mm-hmm. Think of a good event, and yeah. take her to the
3: event and use the event. Man. All right. Uh, I mean, Adam is a real piece of art, isn't he? I think that's oh, solid. Yeah, he, he really is. I mean, I asked him. Is that was that thinking like with your female head? Go huh. see a Schwarzenegger film. I'm saying find a film
2: or find an event. It does yeah. not have to be. I use. I cited that as an example. of try to think of a movie, a big movie that was coming out soon. All right. But if the circus is in town... Picnic. Remember what Ann said? Picnic. Yeah, but that's real datey. I see. You know what I mean? He needs an event he can hang on to. Right. 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 Is there anything going on in town? You know know what I'm saying? Is the circus coming in or anything like that? Pick the event. Ask her to go to the event. Gotcha. All right. Get down, Neil. Daryl, 26.
5: Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. Um, this question is directed
6: to Dr. Drew. Yeah, there
5: Um And it's not really a sexual question or anything, um, although at this point in my life I wouldn't mind that. Um, I'm in medical school, and I just started my third year, just mm-hmm. started my rotations, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I guess I'm feeling like a little
3: overwhelmed. Sure, everybody does.
5: Right, and I'm just wondering, it's almost like, you know, getting used to just spending long hours. And it's almost oh, like hell. I feel like maybe it's not something I want to do, but at the same time I'm like, well, maybe I just need to get used to it.
3: I mean, wh- why am I a doctor? You know, that, that was uh, probably the most common thing that struck people in my class. is like, oh, my God, what is this? I had no idea what I was getting into. Right. Now, third year of medical, th- first two years of medical school, you're still just like a college student. except right. you're You sit in a classroom eight to ten hours this. a day. Right. And all of a sudden they, they give you a white coat, and, and they, they and right. they go go put a Swan gans catheter in that patient in the ICU for him. Right. Oh,
2: well, yeah. I you know I know it's not the same, but I got to tell you, in my uh, third year at the uh, Carpet Cleaning Academy, I was this close to dropping out. I didn't think I could cut it. Right. But I stuck
5: it out. Thank God.
3: Well, good. Yeah. I hope you know. I, I remember the third year being probably the single most stressful year of my entire training. Uh, residency is in many ways worse, but you're kind of you are indeed used to it by then. Right. Yeah. Don't don't, don't judge your whole career on this year. Plus. You know, the character of each rotation is so profoundly different. What what rotation? You, you're just starting your third I'm, year.
5: Yeah, and actually, I'm starting out in medicine right. in Cook, Cook County, some, which
3: yeah, is, and it, that's that's hell in some institutions. I mean, right. it's Cook County, particularly. I mean, I. I like that stuff, but, but some people find that as just horrible. Yeah. Uh, my first rotation was actually delivering babies at a county hospital. I delivered like 30 babies in, in a two week. Period. Really? Yeah. You wild. yourself? Yes, yes. Because they don't have residents to go around. They just they throw medical students in and they go, they, they yell across through them basically some instructions and you go in and you start doing this. So stuff, you're a right? wet nurse? It, it is so stressful. You have no idea. Especially yeah, the, the county facilities, like Cook County, Ellis you know, uh. County, what they just they just throw you in and you're, they just, say, like, you're there. For history and physical. Right. like,
5: right, I've had some training, but right. basically
3: I don't know what. You I'm know doing what? In. You'll just just if you've had the, the thing that's going to serve you best uh, right now. I'm sure it's just fascinating for everybody. Yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll that's get why it. I I We got to go, call, but but, but yeah. here's the deal: is that that your your undergraduate education now suddenly becomes extremely important. Everything you can do with your brain, all yeah. your ability to think independently and analytically, is going to come to you, to your rescue. And just think on your feet, put yourself into situations where you can learn and just keep moving forward.
2: And if you do quit, uh, make sure and uh, pocket as many uh, pharmaceuticals as oh, you yeah, can before yeah, you yeah, get out yeah. the door so you have something to sell and fall back on between careers. Yes, David, you are quite the guy. 15, you're on Loveline.
3: David?
6: Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, I've got some kind of like a like a bump. Um, Looks kind of like a pimple on my penis, and it it hurts.
3: Maybe it is a pimple.
6: I mean I w- it's it's like tender and it's red
3: it's like, like a boil, right that's what it is could be a carbuncle that's what it is that's <laughs> so what it is.
6: I, I shouldn't really worry about anything
3: put, you can put a hot car are you sexually active
6: uh not
3: recently no okay.
2: so you you been... <laughs> back when he was twelve thirteen you know he was getting a lot, but those were the early nineties, and that is, was a different is, era
3: this is it sometimes when i like Working with teenagers, I also you know we ask the question in a history and physically "Have been sexually active?" And in, in their mind, that means like you're active during sex. So they say, "Oh, oh really? No, I'm not. <laughs> I having sex. Oh yeah, I'm having sex, but I'm not active. <laughs> Are you clogging during the sexual act?" So, so you're not misinterpreting what I'm saying. You you have had sex or you have not?
6: No, I haven't. I haven't had. I haven't actually. Is that
3: interesting? You've never uh, had sex?
6: No, I mean okay. like not not like.
2: Okay, no sex, no, not
6: Not like penis-vagina intercourse or anything.
2: Right, we're counting that as sex. Oh, okay. We okay. know you've gotten some, David, just not a lot. All right. All right.
6: But I know, like, STDs can be transmitted. Right,
3: to, like, but you're all man. We, we we know that. Hot compresses, if it doesn't go away in a couple of days, make sure you see a doctor. It's probably right. nothing. No, okay? w- wait a minute.
2: What about, what about just a good old lancing of things?
3: You know what? When you... Where you take, like, a pin. I understand, I understand, and you, I, I understand.
2: I know, but I'm explaining it to other people who aren't familiar with the lancing procedure. You take a pin, you put a little uh, rubbing alcohol on it, and you kind of poke it into the middle thing. No, no, you, no.
3: Don't even, don't even suggest that to people. But even if, say, somebody with the right equipment were going to lance it, you can spread infection. You can open things up. You, once you open cavity up, things can get worse. If it's going to get better on its own, that's why, that's why you don't pop zits, basically. You can scar and spread. Yeah, but you so do like, pop zits. But you shouldn't. Oh well, who's not going to pop is it? And what do you do with these? What's this hot compress do? That brings it to the surface, kills, helps kill the bacteria, lo- keep the infection localized,
2: Mm. Mm-hmm. clears faster. Camille, twenty-five.
7: Yeah, um, I have a question for Doctor Drew. For me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got my clit head pierced about mm-hmm. oh about like a month and a half ago. Why is this for me? What?
2: Mm, go ahead. Because you're a doctor. Go ahead, Camille.
7: Um, okay, my question is the feeling's incredible. I mean, I love it, but I'm wondering, is my body gonna eventually get used to it so that I no longer have the well, or so that it doesn't make like as big of a feeling for me, or will it kind of last for the rest of my life?
2: No. Nothing lasts forever. Everything oh. that no, everything that feels real good at first eventually becomes passe if you feel it all the time. That is my general uh, uh the clit is half empty. Take on life. Oh, so
7: you're bumming me out now.
2: Well, it doesn't mean it's going to feel worse than if you ever got it pierced, but obviously it's not going to be the sensation that you had when you first experienced this new sensation. I mean I'm I'm no cladologist. I I must tell you. Identify yourself. Make sure she doesn't think she's talking to me. <laughs> this is Anna. <animal>. Ah. <laughs> but I'm just I'm just guessing, you know, everything sort of uh, the uh, you know, the luster wears off of everything in life. That's I, I, why I, I, old that's people that's a, are what, bitter, by the way. What? Old people are, uh, that's why old people are so mean and bitter. Cuz nothing's good anymore.
7: Oh. All right. Okay. What? what does Dr. Drew have to say? <laughs>
3: That that he may be right, but I frankly don't know. You don't know? I don't know. Hey, Camille. Why don't you you know who knows about piercing? What? You you, know, you go to a doctor and ask about piercing, you're not going to get much answers because we really are. I, I'm exposed to an extraordinary amount of this because I talked to you guys on the air here. But if you're interested in those kinds of questions or questions about piercing, go to a reputable place that does piercing and ask them. Camille. They know a lot about it.
2: Camille? Yes. Did you go to a reputable little place? Yes,
7: I did. Uh,
2: And and did you get up in stirrups or something? No. How did they do it?
7: Um, I took my clothes off and.
2: You uh, took a spear out?
7: Spread my legs?
2: Uh huh. Yeah. And was it a guy who did it?
7: Yes, it was.
2: Uh huh. And you didn't have any, uh, uh, you weren't bashful or anything? No. No? Okay. Just checking. Hey Drew, do they do clit
3: piercings or just a clit hood piercing? I think it's just the hood, Cause, uh, I don't know. See, I don't know. You got to ask the the piercing people. Oh, we should ask. All right, Drew, I, you are
2: on top of your game, baby. No, I was waiting to see what Michelle. This well, that's a that's a plan, isn't yeah, it, yeah. Drew? Michelle, twenty seven.
8: Um. Yeah, I have a question for Doctor Drew. I thought
2: you'd have something to say, Adam.
4: Um. I have. A- <laughs> I have a really bad menstrual cycle. I go for two weeks, and I bleed really heavily to the
8: point where into about the third or fourth day, I'll start getting fainting spells. Right, All right. And I have been to my gynecologist several times telling him, I don't think this is normal, but he ensures me that it is.
3: It, if
4: some people
8: are s- like this. It
3: is true, people. Michelle. Some women are like that, uh, that there probably are things that could be done to control it, but the tr- kinds of treatments that they might give you could end up causing more problems than solving. Would they give them some kind of, uh, like,
2: coagulation
3: no, drug? No, 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 no. It would be more hormone manipulation, that sort of thing. Uh, as long as you don't have endometriosis, you don't have ovarian cyst, you don't have something mechanically wrong, I would say just take iron, right? Take okay. iron? Okay. Do you take iron?
8: Uh, well, no, I, not now, but I could. <laughs> take
3: iron. I mean, you can you can lose significant amounts of blood through menstruation if your, iron, if your diet is in any way deficient in iron you got to supplement it Okay. and avoid uh, aspirin and anti-inflammatories, things that right. can't thin your blood. Right. And then uh, you keep following up to make sure that this isn't the beginning of some problem.
8: Right. Well, it it started after I had my second child. Mm. And, you know, it was normal up until I had my second child and then it just, it went crazy. Okay. And, you know, I went, I was normal right. and now I'm <laughs> How not. How long ago and, was the second child? Pardon me?
3: How long ago was your second child? Four months ago. All right. So th- it's going to settle down. Oh, it it's, will. Yeah, I bet so. It so. will. Okay. Yeah. That's yeah. good. All right. All right. Thank D- you. Your uh, husband will be able to move back
2: in shortly. Richard. Why did he move on? Hey. You know, that whole, that whole, uh, I don't have to tell you about a woman's period and what goes on psychologically, Drew. It's hell on a man. Okey-doke. Richard. Yes, you're sir. Tw- you're 22. Yes, sir. You're full of piss and vinegar?
5: Uh, actually, she was. Okay. <laughs> I'm not quite sure what to do about it.
2: What's going on?
5: Uh, well, uh, a couple weeks ago, I met this girl at a party and at a good friend's of mine house. And uh, we started dating. Uh, and two weeks after that, our first sexual experience, uh, she, uh, 45 minutes into the actual intercourse, she uh, urinated all over me. Mm-hmm. And this has happened twice after that. And uh, I've heard of that, golden showers, you know.
3: No, 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 no. no. Really? She the- intentionally did it? I'm sorry? She, she lost control. She or lost she, control right. so much. That's I mean, not a golden shot.
2: That's female orgasmic incontinence. Thank
3: you. Eddie. That's <laughs> what it is. That is what it is.
5: Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know what to think about that because uh, she, obviously, <laughs> I asked her about it. I called her the next day and, and uh, she hey. wouldn't admit to it. And uh, she actually, during the act, she did not know it was happening. You're and sure it, was a, I, it was like a healthy beer piss all over me. It sure lasted I, for about 15 seconds.
3: You sure it was a urine? Because some women will actually emit fluids from the vagina that can be quite...
5: Uh, I thought about that as it was happening, and uh, I went through all the options, and I did not think that's not what it was.
2: Boy, Richard, you had a lot going through your mind during that 15 <laughs> seconds. Eh?
5: I'll say, I'd, I'm just not sure what to think about that because that was...
3: All right, Richard, did you hear what Adam said? Uh, I'm sorry, no, I didn't. All right, Adam, say it again. What but, female orgasmic incontinence? Right, that's what it is. Okay, and it's not that uncommon. Really? Because I've never had that happen before. Well, and,
2: and okay. but Richard, does it does it come out <clears throat> like spray, like from a Windex bottle, or oh, it is came it more out like, like a
5: of- it came out like a gush from Niagara Falls all over my belly and I didn't know what to think about it and she was bouncing up and down so much I didn't I I don't mean to be so graphic but I, that's what happened. Was and she Richard? It sprayed all over the place.
2: Richard. Yes, sir. Was she having an orgasm?
5: Oh, all the time.
2: Oh, okay. So then that's what it is. It coincided with the orgasm. Really? Yes. You're 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 too much man is really what it is and that's like a well a little sexual party favor. Well
5: that's that's great, but uh, as long as it's that, because uh, I don't know if this was some sort of no. uh, sexual delusion or
3: no no no, or no, 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 no. Okay, all well, right. So
2: you called her to call her on it, Richard?
5: Oh well, yeah, I just—I mean, the next night I was up on a roofing job up north, and I, you know, had a fifth of tequila, and
3: I—Oh my god!
5: Well, that's—I wouldn't be so ballsy to call her about that, but I—I uh, I really again, had to know this... if it was some sort of. I mean, she thought that was a kinky, sexual thing to do, it's and I syndrome would enjoy of you, you that, could, or if it was by accident.
3: You could be physically intimate with somebody in the most intimate way, but cannot speak to them. Yeah, but you got to be... Uh, and you've you got to be loaded or in, anestheti- in a state of anesthesia. No,
2: well, yeah, you've got to be loaded with a uh, hot tar mop in your hand in order to call the next day. Richard, you should have just asked her when it happened.
5: I did ask her when, she, when it happened. She wasn't, She said no. She didn't even know it yeah, happened. Yeah,
2: but didn't you say, "Hey, look at this! Look at the sheets! Look,
5: uh, well, the, look at my belly!" It wasn't in the sheets; they was in the woods.
2: Oh, but you! Oh, you're doing it outside.
5: Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Well, We're, maybe, a,
2: uh, Richard. Maybe, maybe a bear came up and pissed on you or something.
5: Uh, well, I would have known that and uh, thought about that before. But okay,
2: uh, you realize I have to explore all the different angles, Richard.
5: Uh, apparently, I am. <laughs> I all right, covered that one,
2: Richard. Yes, sir. Drink a little more. No, 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 no. And mop a few more roofs, all right? <sighs> well, when we come back, John Smith, yes, <laughs> and the lovely Carrie Potharst, both uh, Olympiads, and we will talk to them soon.
0: Yo, gee, the phone number for Loveline is 1-800-LOVE-191. Loveline, right back.
3: How about a summer film where you're entertained and by the end of it, you don't think less of humanity? And like me, I always want my time back that I invested. Well, now there's a new film coming out May 16th from Disney called Million Dollar Arm. Stars John Hamm. What would he be doing that you wouldn't want to see? My buddy John Hamm, Alan Arkin, Bill Paxton, Lake Bell, all-star cast. And these are really people, not only are they great, great guys and great gals, but they are really the most outstanding actors and actresses. From the studio that brought you Remember the Titans and producers of Miracle, The Rookie, and Invincible, from the guys that make great sports movies, now the million-dollar arm. spouted about a guy down and out is luck, sports agent John Hamm, that comes with the idea to recruit the next great American baseball player by running a contest amongst 40,000 cricket players in India and Mumbai. They run an American Idol-style competition, and two boys emerge with the contract to play in the pros But then he has to figure out how to teach them how to play baseball and at the major league level. uh, You can imagine. It's uh, an interesting experience. Based on a true story, you're going to love it. It opens Friday, May 16th. I'm going to see it. If you're smart, you will see it too. Not only that, at the end of the movie, you will feel good, and you won't want your time back.
2: (laughs) Hey, phone number here at Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191, fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. He is Dr. Drew. A little bit later on, we have Janine Lindermulder and Nikki Tyler, two uh, big names from the um, the world of adult entertainment. So uh, we should be like uh, three peas in a pod, and I guess, uh, Drew, you'll just be the pod. Now... In studio now we have uh, St. John Smith and Kerry Potharst <laughs> from Australia, Kerry is. And we just had the Australian manpower guys in here.
9: Wow. Why didn't you ask me earlier?
2: <laughs> You're sitting in one of their seats. You want to oh, give it a little whiff?
9: It was pretty warm.
2: Yeah, there there were a lot of men. Now, do you know those uh, guys over um, there in
9: Australia? Not personally, no. <laughs> but are,
2: are they all the all the rage?
9: All guys look like that in Australia, actually. Oh, really? Yeah, they do. All right, they
2: do. All right. I'm never going to Australia. <laughs> <laughs> Sinjin, one of the guys who uh, could have made it into the Australian Manpower Club there, but chose <laughs> to pursue more uh, nobler endeavors, uh, namely uh, volleyball. Uh, had his uh, jersey retired uh, from UCLA after what, leading the team to, what, three national championships?
10: No, I, I forget. I lose count.
2: All right, so we'll, <laughs> we'll bump it up to five then, <laughs> even though he only went there for four years. And then uh, parlayed that in a big uh, beach volleyball pro career and uh, has been making money and um, having sex with strange women ever since. <laughs> Would that be fair to say?
10: Well, one of them's coming in tonight, I think. What's her name? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or Nicky, yeah. or both of them. Yeah, mine
2: <laughs> so this is the greatest job ever. You're you Basically, people bust their ass all week so they can get to the beach on the weekend, uh, stake out a little plot, and smack the ball around <laughs> for a couple hours, and, and drink a little beer and enjoy themselves, and you guys do this for a living.
10: Right. Yeah. But, but not just... Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about here in the United States, but in, and Carrie can talk about the international scene, but we just... Uh, Uh, We used to do it just here in California, but now it's all over the country. Right. And there's millions of dollars in prize money. We're not just on the beaches. We're on the lakes, and we're in places where... They've never even seen water, and they well, bring in the sand. Oh,
2: they'll do it, well, they do it, like, uh, indoors, too?
10: Yeah. Uh, they have done it indoors, but uh, just a few events during, like, uh, Madison Square Garden in January. hmm so, You know, a nice place to be. Wow. <laughs> and
2: you're playing, you're you're in there in a pair of uh, uh you know, cutoffs uh, and a tank top
10: <laughs>
9: <laughs> with D- the dicky tab bathers. of cream on the nose. We, we call them dicky bathers in Australia.
2: Oh, oh, really?
9: The little
10: Speedos, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, you
2: don't wear those Speedos, though.
10: Yeah, under our shorts, yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I tell you, I'd have three rolls. I'd have my whole sock drawer stuffed in the front of that thing. I couldn't even move around. But, but now the the women always play in uh, well, usually like a one piece bathing suit. Yeah, most of the time, isn't it? Sort yeah, of a pretty much.
9: It's one like, or two piece.
2: Right, and is there a dress code? In volleyball, or can you wear what you want?
9: You can basically wear what you want. Um, in some tournaments, we have regulations; we have to wear the same thing as our partners. But we can wear what we want. We can wear shorts if we like. But um, personally, I find it really comfortable to wear bikinis or sort of you know sports type two piece.
2: All right, but what if you decide to wear a thong back?
10: The, you know well, what the, the Brazilian girls used laugh. to do. That? <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? Yeah, no, they used to do that, but they they you know they kind of. Things changed a little bit, and they made them wear just a little bit more. But you know what? By the time half the game's over, it's right up there anyway. I know, oh, really? A scandal no. game just keeping going Even the Australia girls, yeah, just come down and check it out. They're getting right up there, and they don't even know it.
2: But now, if you went out there, and I, and I know you wouldn't, but if you went out there in a pair of big old baggy, like surgical scrubs and a uh, big sweatshirt, would they kind of pull you aside and go, hey, listen, baby, we're trying to sell tickets here?
9: Well, look, our athletic ability would make up for us. Okay, so, I didn't know, mean to be crass. People cut would come sexist. down and watch us anyway. <laughs> <laughs>
10: no, I that, had to that ask. would only get in the way anyway. Now, the, you know, yeah. the way you move around out there, you don't want to be wearing too much. Yeah.
2: Now, this is uh, going to be an Olympic sport as I as I said, although I mistakenly said a uh, a trial sport. It will not be a trial sport uh, in 96 or this year. It will be It's a full full-blown blown Olympic sport. sport. Yeah. yeah. And uh, who are the strong countries? Obviously, United States, because we've been at it for a long time.
10: Yeah, for the men, the, Brazil is very, very strong. Argentina's come on strong. Some of the European countries, uh, Germany, Czechoslovakia, France, uh, Cuba has, has come on very strong this last year. Hmm it's amazing. I mean, just three years ago, it was just Brazil and the United States, and now all these other countries are, are coming up, and mm. and it's a little different for the women, I think. Who, who yeah, are the strong?
9: Yeah, in the women's, obviously, the Americans and the Brazilians, um, we're now ranked sort of third country bef- besides those two teams, and uh, they're the Germans as well. There are quite a few European teams that are learning how to play the game. Some of the Asian teams, like Japan, they're coming right up there, too. Um, now, Japan you know.
3: always had a strong court volleyball team, yeah, team volleyball team. indoor. indoor but, yeah. but they never... They never really got it with the beach volleyball? Well, they,
10: you know, it's funny. Their their culture, <laughs> I, I don't know what it is. They, there's so many that hang out at the beach, but they just haven't gotten into the volleyball right. thing yet. Yeah. Although they do have some, some very good women's teams, and the men are a little bit behind. But, you know, they, they've got to basically take some of their indoor studs and bring them out to the beach.
2: All right, and let's get to the phones. And, uh, use some of you. I'm sure you guys know more than volleyball. Am am I right? Well, yeah, a little bit. (laughs) You're very diverse people with college education, so perhaps you can help, uh, Jennifer, who's 30 and on Loveline.
4: Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Um, I have a, a problem with my younger brother. Um, he was hit by a car about 10 years ago, and, um, he's handicapped now, um, physically as well as mentally, but, um, there's, really no reason in anyway he's he's he can do okay
3: what are the handicaps
4: um well he wears braces on his legs
3: for what what Um, what was the injury
4: uh well he was hit by a drunk driver and he was dragged 80 feet
3: on the
4: highway in chicago and he almost died but there was a paramedic nurse on his way to the hospital who revived him wow Uh, he was in a coma for three weeks um the spike in his brain Mm. Um, With a
2: spike in his brain? To
4: relieve the pressure.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. It's a a ventriculostomy. Well, Um, no duh, Drew. a spike. (laughs) Yeah, I thought he was like, I'm picturing like a railroad thing. Yeah. All right, so Jennifer.
4: Okay. So um, basically his handicap is that um, he he has problems with memory. Right. And obviously the physical handicap as well.
3: How long ago was the injury?
4: It was 10 years ago. Wow. And um, he works. I mean, he's a computer whiz he's a doll he's charming but he's very very overweight mm. he's addicted to cookies
11: mm-hmm.
4: now I think you should know that my father was an alcoholic as well
11: mm-hmm.
4: Mm-hmm. I've talked to my brother till I'm blue in the face and I make sense and he listens to me and he'll try it for a week but he doesn't see results and so he'll just go back to them
3: how, how overweight is he?
4: he's I'd have to say 70 pounds overweight, and it's not good on his legs either. All right. Does
3: he do any other kind of substances? Does he abuse anything no, else? Is, no. Did he ever have any kind of an eating disorder in the other direction? No.
4: No. It's just that it's, it's his comfort. You know, for,
3: after after head injury, there can be all kinds of disruptions of of basic drives like hunger and sexual drives and these sorts of things. And this may even still be some residual of his head injury. I would think this would be the kind of situation that people would want to use medication on. Because uh, there are some good medications. There's something called Redux that just came out last week that looks very good as an appetite suppressant. And, uh, you know, he might want to talk to his Well, do you think he needs it.
2: an appetite suppressant or do you think he needs a something that screws with the chemistry? That That's, that's what that does. Well, what I mean is, uh, you know, like, um, you know, give me, give me an example of a mood mood drug. Like Prozac, Prozac, or something like well, that.
3: Whether you well, do well, she hasn't said he's got a mood problem yet.
2: Well, but his well, it's manifesting itself it's cookies. Yeah, maybe. but that's a manifestation May- of a mood maybe, problem.
3: But, I but mean, somebody, somebody. Sinjin, back me up here okay. for Christ's sake. You're way out of my <laughs> A psychiatrist ought to evaluate him, Jennifer, to see is this just as Adams bringing up appropriate question is this just a manifestation of an affect disorder of depression, or is he getting depressed because he's compulsively eating, is overweight, and can't get engaged in life.
4: I think it's it's a combination of the yeah. two
3: of them. Well, he needs to see a psychiatrist, and it's someone with a good background in chronic neurologic conditions. And these kinds of things respond very well to medication. Sometimes you got it. We're fighting an abnormal physiology, so it has got to be fought with pharmacology.
2: But it's not the cookie that's the problem. The guy needs to have some activities yeah. and some. Can he some, do some, any but,
10: exercise?
2: Well. He has the braces on his legs. Do do they have volleyball for, um, do they have a wheelchair volleyball? They
10: they have a form of it. In fact, after the Olympics, they have uh, uh, the the volleyball for the para or whatever, para volleyball. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, quads
2: wouldn't work. Otherwise, you just (laughs) smack it with your tongue or something. All right. Uh, Ethan, 15. Adam, Adam is a scumbag, don't worry. Well, uh, he didn't know if he was paraplegic or quad, quadriplegic, and I was just saying why quads wouldn't work. help. Adam. <laughs> Ethan, 15. Yeah? Hey.
6: Um, okay, uh, I have a problem with my parents. All right, there's this girl, and she's my best friend's uh, sister, but she's two years younger than me. And I really like her, and she really likes me, but my parents don't like her. And they do not like her family, and they don't really know her because she's only been over to my house like maybe one or two times.
3: What's the reason for not liking her?
6: I don't know. They hate, uh, pretty much. Well, they haven't said it, but I know that they hate her brother. They think he's like a pathological liar or something. Like Is he? Not,
3: huh? What's the matter with the brother?
6: I don't know. They just don't like him. Like, what's, what's the matter
3: with the with the family?
6: My family or his? His family. <laughs> her family. So, uh, both his parents smoke like two packs of cigarettes a day and my mom doesn't like cigarettes and she doesn't like people who smoke but i don't know like i I like it out at their house a lot better because i have brothers and sisters and they're like really mean to me and stuff so i go out there more and they i don't know what's going on with them but they really have no reason for liking
3: are they pretty permissive at, at your girlfriend's house what? Are they really permissive? Oh, I don't know what permissive is they, means. Is it sort l- of a loose environment there? At my house? No, at the at the, oh, your girlfriend's. Yeah,
6: they like, they're like really um, calm and stuff, and calm. They like listen to what you say, and I thought that it might be because of her age, but it's not. How old is she? She's thirteen. Huh? All
2: right. First, remind your mom that uh, John Wayne and FDR both heavy smokers. Uh huh. Okay. <laughs> number <laughs> number two. I think uh, the smoking killed John Wayne, by the way. By the way. <laughs> yeah, so no one can be against that. Huh. I mean, the guy guy was a hero. All right, she's, she's got a problem with her, she's, uh, with the parents. She's got a problem with the Duke. Yeah. <laughs> Ask her if she ever saw the Green Berets.
10: Did they like any of the girls that you've uh, been friendly with?
6: Uh, one of them, but she was like in my class, and I didn't even really like the, her. Like her, but they did. I don't know why. I, right. I, I thought it was Ethan.
2: Good. Ethan, please, good. you're going to have to. We we talk about this all the time. You can. There's not one. It's not a quick fix. You're not going to be able to sit down and talk them into it in a half hour. It's going to be a slow thing.
9: I think you should ask her around to your place some more.
2: I think that's bring her right. around
9: and L- let get them her know tonight. her as a person. Yeah, ask them- her around for dinner and. Yeah, just to chat with your parents. Right.
10: And don't hang around with their brother. How tall yeah. are you,
2: Carrie?
9: I'm six foot one. Six
2: one. Yeah. I-, I bet you look like six six nude.
9: <laughs> oh, excuse me. What? What are you doing to our guests? People look
2: taller naked. <laughs> Why is that? I'm going to get to how tall St. John looks nude after this.
9: He's only 5'4". Welcome four. to the biggest show on earth.
2: Realms Galore, the strangest freak, the highest acrobats, and the
5: funniest clowns.
0: Love one, We'll be right back.
12: Dr. Drew? Yeah, Mike? Truecar.com is the new way to buy a car. It is changing car buying forever. Simple. Fair. And it's a fun way to buy a car—that TrueCar.com. And you save time and money, and you never overpay. Buying a car is a not-so-fun experience for most people, what and are it you doesn't happen. I be. love talking to those salesmen with the big wide ties. Oh, come on, now. come on, Drew. Now you're just being crazy. No. The truecar.com, they help you get rid of the fear that you might overpay.
3: Here's how it works: TrueCar.com analyzes what people are paying for their cars in your market, shares it with consumers, so they never overpay. The average savings is three thousand forty-six dollars off MSRP.
12: That's that's insane. Over yeah. a million cars have been sold. By our True Car Certified Dealer Network, over 40,000 cars were sold by True Car Certified Dealers just last month. Over 7,000 dealers in the Certified Dealer Network. One in five dealers is a True Car Certified Dealer.
3: And those certified dealers go through a certification process, and you work directly with a True Car representative that will honor the savings that you lock in. So here's the three-step process. Three step.
12: Guaranteed savings. First, go to TrueCar.com. Find out what others paid for the same vehicle in your market and around the country. Second, register at TrueCar.com to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings certificate. And third, is simple.
3: Print out your certificate. Take it to the TrueCar certified dealer for better hassle-free buying experience.
12: TrueCar has the most comprehensive new car pricing information available and a certified network of dealers that offers a hassle-free car buying experience and negotiation-free guaranteed savings. TrueCar.com.
3: Boom.
2: Number 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 310-854-4455. I'm Adam Crowley. It's Dr. Drew. I believe the porn women have uh, buzzed the building and uh, will be along. Settle down there, Sinjin. His head uh, spun around like uh, it was Linda Blair. There, please relax. they will be in uh, soon. As a matter of fact, soon as we're we'll just uh, kick kick these two right out of here. (laughs) engineer you, you you have to not only leave the building but the country I'm the table Janine Linder Mulder and Nikki Tyler the uh, adult film actresses will be in here uh, plugging uh, club porno over the dragonfly in a little bit but for now we have the fabulous St Smith and Carrie Pottharst. both uh, participating in the 1996 Bud Light World Beach Invitational at Hermosa Beach and that is in uh, the fabulous California of course and it is a um, invitational invite
10: uh, it's our from all over the country top teams from around the world <clears throat> oh uh, i'm world. sorry
2: yes the one
9: <laughs> yeah there is more to um the rest of the world than just You're from america pl-
2: where are you from again Down under. from
9: down under mate I've never heard True of that. Blue. Uh, right is zealand, it right on new zealand is it too a, is
2: it same place right
9: yeah like canada
2: is it too uh <laughs> <laughs> There's a sort of sexual tension here, though. You feel uh, that
9: No, 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 not at all. No,
2: I meant between me and Drew. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I uh, noticed that. Yeah. You <laughs> Thank you. Uh, is it is it a two two on two Pairs. thing or yeah. is it two now? On two, yeah. How does beach volleyball go up to three on three?
10: Well, for you maybe, and your friends. But yeah. No, <laughs> profe- never two man game. <laughs> the I professional s- level, it's two. Actually, they do have a four man professional tour as well. Oh,
2: okay, maybe that's what I for was woman as well confused woman. with. Yeah. And do they ever have um, uh, battle of the sexes kind of things? They should. They really should. I, because, I would love to. Well, you're. Sinjin, how tall are you? Six, six, one. Only six, six, three, six, three, yeah. Oh, six, three. Are you that tall? Oh, you're wearing but your he's flats. A, he's That's a short right. six, three. Yeah. Right. There's women on the tour. They're. They're, they're six, three. Right. Yeah. I mean, that, that height wise stack up about the same exactly. and uh, are rangy and. Uh,
9: Physically, just as. Uh,
2: Oh, yeah, there's a know, lot of prowess strong. there. What are you oh. saying,
10: Carrie? Now, I've, heard, I've heard rumors that you said that you could play on the men's tours. Is, uh, is this
9: true? Well, that's a that's a great rumor. I think I might start that one. Yeah, I'd love to.
10: Yeah, that would all mean, be. You mean you never said anything like that? Like that? Anything well, well, you know, close? I get
9: a bit bored. Our women's tour is pretty, uh, pretty much just the women's tour. No you know, competition. We, well, well, there's a lot of competition because there's always lots of good-looking women everywhere. So there's a lot of competition to get a guy.
2: Do they have a midgets tour I could join up with?
10: <laughs> um. Not that I've heard of. Let's I, get back to this competition thing between. <laughs>
2: <you>. <laughs> no, that wouldn't. Nah, no one would. But they could do a thing where uh, maybe you had like. Well, I don't know. Okay, I'm going to get myself into trouble here. We're getting. Uh, we're getting back to the phones. Casey, fifteen. You're on Love Line with Carrie and St. John Hello. Hey.
13: Hey. You know what? You guys sound really different over the phone than you do from on the radio. Okay. Just so you know. All right. Okay. Well, here's my problem. Last week, I had sex with my boyfriend. It was my first time, and I didn't really get a lot of pleasure out of it. I mean, it was like, it was nice and everything, but sexually, it was not very stimulating. Mm -hmm. And so I was wondering if there's anything I can do, and also, how do I tell him?
2: How do you tell him it wasn't very gratifying? Yeah. All right, don't tell him. He'll be ruined, <laughs> believe me. <laughs> <laughs> he will be destroyed. No. Yes, he will. Of course he will.
10: Well, you no, know. No, you got to tell him, and you got to tell him what makes you feel good so I'm sober. Yeah, Otherwise, you may he'll not never know. I don't know that yet. Do well, you, do experiment you know, a little bit. Do
9: you know what
13: makes you feel good? Well, yeah, but I don't even think he knows what a clitoris is, to be perfectly frank.
2: Hold on, slow down. I'm writing that one down. Wow. <laughs> uh, wow. Casey, Just experiment. Yeah. You, but. You yeah, which you are. The women are the teachers uh-huh. for for the for the young men. They they really are. I mean, everybody had. Sinjin, I'm sure you had your first relationship. Maybe not when you lost your virginity, but you had your relationship you where you were virginity? taught the ropes. Am I right?
10: Yeah, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no,
2: you,
9: actually, I wasn't
10: taught. We learned together.
2: Okay, but the, and the, that's
9: the situation that Casey's in now.
2: Yeah. Right. It learn sounds together. Like. You're bo- together. You're both fairly inexperienced. Yeah, right, Casey? Yeah. All right. Yeah. So you learn together. And the way you learn is, is you don't move too fast. Communicate. You communicate. Yeah. Okay. And, uh, you
3: know, if he gets out of line, you backhand him. <laughs> <laughs> why, why did you go ahead with him?
13: Because I really feel strongly about him. I care about him a lot. Meaning what? Meaning that I do believe that I am in love with him. And I felt that it was the right thing
3: to do. And what does that mean for you that you're in love with him, that you'll be together the rest of your life?
2: Oh, Drew, please no, stop no, no, leading no. the witness. No, <laughs> okay, that is I ridiculous. No, I believe you. Oh, the high horse is out of the barn. Thank you, Engineer Mike.
3: Drew's high horse just released from the barn. No, what is the, what? I'm just because. All right, let me just spell out. what Yeah, I'm, please spell it out. What I, what I'm going for, and what what usually is the case is that a 14, 15 year olds have sex for the first time usually has a fantasy. That's the person they're going to marry.
13: Well, I believe that you can be in love many times throughout a lifetime, and it can be the real thing each time. All right, but I, you, will I marry him? I extremely doubt it. Okay. But.
3: All right. That, that's realistic, I think. Okay. Uh, and that, but that's sort of the fantasy that oftentimes, most of the time, kids your age typically have when they do this. and they, And they typically do it more to satisfy the male than to do anything for themselves. Okay. It's just good to keep the male, keep the male happy, and, you know, okay, it seems like the right thing to do. And, and what you're looking for is a kind of a feeling of intimacy, not anything special physically, usually. Usually. I'm not saying necessarily you, Casey, but...
13: Oh, I, I see what, you, what you're
3: saying. Right. And so, and so really what you need to clue into is not just the physical stuff, which I agree with everybody else in the studio. They were telling you to be honest and talk about these things and stuff, but really get, get, make sure you're getting the, your emotional needs met. Yeah. And that there's a real connection there because that's really what you're looking for, I suspect.
2: All right. Let me translate that for the guys. You've got to talk to her for at least <laughs> 10 minutes before you jump on top of her. Safe sex. Yeah. Sinjin doesn't need to do that. He's on the tour. But for you regular guys out there, who and, and that, is, that is really, I mean, all you have to do is say to a woman, he's on the professional beach volleyball tour, <laughs> and they wouldn't have to see the guy. They wouldn't have to talk to the guy. That would be enough. That is that is the job in terms of in terms now of getting I women. I don't
10: know why you've been down there hanging out wearing all the garb and yeah. strutting around yeah, the I'm, ball under your I'm arm. I'm the guy with all the right, with the I knee brace
2: it. on and the cane going <laughs> uh, I was this close. <laughs> uh, Amanda 22.
14: Hi. Hey. Um I'm engaged to be married in August and I I cannot marry him. He's abusive to me
3: mm mm-hmm. what's he doing
14: um he hits me he you're,
3: hits you? you're you out of there yeah you're out
14: yeah i know i don't want to be with him and um we've been engaged for about two years and i haven't told anybody that, that he hits me um my parents absolutely adore him well <laughs> it'll
3: be easy to undo that yeah.
14: i just i don't, yeah i know i mean once i told them i guess it, it'll be over and, and I, I've tried to talk to him before to to tell him don't that I don't worry
3: about it. Yeah, don't worry about him. He's not going to change. Does
2: he get drunk and then hit you?
14: No, I I think that maybe he's using drugs.
2: Uh, this guy is an asshole. Later. Thank you, thank you, Drew, uh, Amanda. Yeah. That's it. There's no going back from that.
14: You, you know, live I don't than want that. to be with him. That's the thing. I don't know. Oh, okay.
2: Well, be. then just get out of there.
14: But see that he told me before that if I ever try to leave him, then then. I mean, he's threatened to kill me. Uh. I mean, I don't, I don't know if. I mean, he's the only guy I've ever been with, is he I mean, doing he's speed? the only boyfriend I've ever had. Is he doing speed? Is he?
3: Yeah, is that the drug you think he's doing? I
14: have no idea.
3: It must be speed. I mean, uh, speed makes people so violent.
2: I'll tell you, it is. Uh, anyone who tells you uh, it's kind of uh, redundant, or, or I should say, um, uh, it's. It, I'm trying to think of the the, the the correct terminology here. But anyone says, "I'll kill you if you leave," that means it's time to leave. Absolutely.
9: I think you should tell your parents. I think they should, they'll should support oh, you. Oh, yeah.
3: You tell anybody. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody that's going to support his position.
9: And they'll look after you if he starts to get heavy with you, too. I agree. And well, I think if someone's threatening
3: right, to kill you, you, you report it. Yeah.
2: All right, Amanda?
3: Don't, don't. Yeah, that's a serious, that's a crime. Don't worry about hurting his feelings. Don't worry about. I don't really
14: care about his feelings. I mean, it's care my parents. I mean, the wedding's in August. And I know I should have said something. Well, he's only been abusive. This has only Hello. been, like, the last
2: time All right, but, Amanda, how are your parents going to feel two years in a relationship when you have a kid and, he's, and you show up with a black eye or this guy makes a serious attempt on your life? Then how are your parents going to feel?
3: You didn't ask to be in this situation. You're in it to get out. Your parents will be very supportive, I'm sure.
2: Ah, Drew. Very nice. Well, let's see. Let's plug the event. One more time Because I'm kicking you guys Right on out of here wow, Because the, Well the porn chicks Are here You understand <laughs> Volleyball's great and all <laughs> But I mean I wish
9: we could have been here Earlier for manpower That's
2: Oh Yeah I'll tell you Thanks I was, very much I was this close To crossing the border You know <laughs> what I'm saying They're Hey they're First off There's no hair on them So they're practically women Woohoo. All the steroids The, the junk shrivels up and I mean they're really like Okay <laughs> All right, uh, the 1996 Bud Light World Beach Invitational, which is in uh, Hermosa Beach, that is the 19th through the uh, 23rd. It is an international event. It uh, There's going to be, you know, 30,000 people there.
10: This Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, right. starting at 9 in the morning.
2: And... To to get our listeners out there, there will be tons of great-looking guys and tons of great-looking women all basically standing around uh, just waiting to have some paba rubbed on them.
9: Tons of great athletes.
2: Right. Doing this stuff. Yeah, it's all awesome over the place. Awesome to
9: watch.
10: Awesome. Just oozing.
2: Right. So, <laughs> go down there and ooze a little for a good cause, would you? Sinjin, Carrie, thank you for coming in. You're welcome. Thanks. Don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. We have to make room for the porn women. You understand the business.
9: Yeah, I'm out of here.
2: Good luck to you and uh, much success in the Olympics. Thank you. Thanks. Thank you.
0: Kick it! I want to love you love line. I'll be right back and boy will we be mad if you bail
12: stupid what's going on tis i randall you know me best as the voice of the honey badger well guess what pretty soon i'm gonna have my own podcast that's right it's honey badgers animal podcast and each week i'm gonna bring you amazing animal stories interviews a whole bunch of fun stuff you're not gonna want to miss it coming soon to podcast one it's honey badgers animal podcast the only place to be to listen to it is right here on podcast one.com
3: If anything i want to be dominated <laughs> well here's your chance
2: we have janine linda Mulder, and we have diana lauren now Nikki tyler is not here that uh, was uh, a <laughs> lot of lot of misinformation on this show also uh the show that we're going to be talking about is not at the dragonfly it is club lingerie in hollywood And, again, I'm pretty much just a stooge who sits here. And if you put a, you know, if Anne handed me a card that said uh, Hitler lives, (laughs) I would just read it. And that would be that. So I'm just like a monkey that sits here and reads stuff that's put in front of me. Every answer I give on a teleprompter. Anne fires it out on a computer real fast. And sometimes when I stammer, it's because I'm mispronouncing something. I can't read it. Correctly, Drew. Is, is that how it goes on yeah, here? I'm
3: surprised you finally came clean with that.
2: All right, so let's talk to the uh, two ladies uh, of adult film. Now, uh, Janine. Yes. I have a movie of yours, and I'm I'm trying to think of the name. It's called like Blonde Heat.
15: Blonde, uh, Blonde Justice.
2: Blonde Justice.
15: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was an acting, by the way. When I went Blonde Justice, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, now, a friend. Now, there's no uh, there's no dialogue in it, which is all right. No I mean, I never have the sound up anyway, but my friend worked at this like the dub house or something and he like real and it has like it's kind of funny because it has the guys hitting the clapper board and it, it's like really? out, it's, it's it, what it is is like it's like the dailies yeah, or something yeah. from the movie.
15: How did you get that?
2: He works at this house that duplicates or edits or something. So they get like these rough cut, no sound edits of porn movies. And he, you know, I'll take it anyway. I can get it and it's free. (laughs) And he gives me these movies. But it's really funny because there's no sound and it's like one minute. There's some great sex scene going on. And the next minute there's it's pan over to a couple of grips eating donuts <laughs> at craft service. Exactly. So it's like you, your penis is out. You're going to town. All of a sudden a big fat guy, with a roll of duct tape taking up the whole thing. So what you really have to do is I, I study it. You know, I, I study that thing. Oh, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Drew had to tell me it's time to go to the 10 second break because I was going nuts. All right. We'll be back to my studying habits in 10 seconds.
0: This is Love Line on
16: Radio Station.
2: Well, um... We are back with Janine Linda Mulder and uh, Diana Loren, and they have a little thing going on called uh, Club Pornography, and that would be over at uh, Club Lingerie in the fabulous uh, Hollywood. And we'll get to all that, but uh, as I was saying before I was cut off. More about you. You have to study this thing, and the reason you have to study it so closely is because you have to figure out where the cuts of the fat grip guys are because that's going to throw off the whole scheme. You, you know right, you know what i'm right. saying sure. so you have to watch this thing over and over again just to know where ah. you are in the tape and to time it correctly i see okay okay so
15: gotcha. uh <laughs> <laughs> you keep watching
2: and if you do want to see the tape it is over my house i'll be there righty then <laughs> <laughs> all right now now janine uh, you just do uh female on female stuff correct. is that correct yeah You've never done a female male thing?
15: Not on film, no.
2: Yeah, but in in your personal life, you did. Mm Yes. But now, why did you make that decision um, to do that in the films?
15: It's just something that I I don't think I'm quite ready to do. And and if and when I do decide, then I'll do it. But right now, I'm very content and happy with my choice Mm -hmm.
2: because it's pissing me off i I gotta tell (laughs) you you know
15: what to tell you the truth it makes me frustrated too you know i'm there on set and i see these women and the the heat and passion and you know it gets to me too i'm i'm only human but uh you know i gotta step back and think of what i am able to handle at home and and kind of Take a big look at the entire picture, and and then that kind of brings me back down. A All right,
2: you see, so you never think about taking a smaller look at the penis picture.
15: No, well, it it could come to that day someday.
2: Okay, well, tell me when it does, because I'll tell you after. Uh, Janine is so fine, and after watching her with a woman for you know what, what becomes days. For me, I've just never wanted to see a penis so badly in my entire life. I, <laughs> I know. I hate I know, to say it. I, I know. I really I know hate to say that. And um, <laughs> Diana, we'll get to you and your sexual escapades. But uh, <laughs> first, we're going to we we're gonna talk to uh, Bob, who's uh, 14 and on Loveline. And producer Ann just suggested that we open our little gifts that you guys brought along uh, to us. So, uh, Bob, yeah. talk to the lovely ladies about your prom, and I'll be opening my gift yeah, in the background. talk to you real quick, though. Oh, okay. Yes, go ahead.
3: Bob.
16: Um, I was wondering about Engineer Mike. Yeah. What's he look like, man?
2: Oh, man.
16: I am picturing him like a heavy metal rocker, hair down to his shoulders, Pantera shirt. (laughs) That's my ass is the whole switchboard. That's my
3: sidekick. Like a ZZ Top guy.
2: No, Bob is, uh, uh, sorry, Bob. (laughs) You know, I'm flustered with the ladies in here. Uh, Engineer Mike, he, uh, he has the, uh, Van Dyke or the goatee, very fashionable. Um, uh, he's, uh, he's a, a stout man, and, uh, he kind of looks like, uh, he could be, uh, an extra in Braveheart. Is really what he looks like. Okay, Bob? And it's making me nervous that we have a couple of beautiful ladies of pornography sitting here, and you're wanting to size up, uh, Engineer Mike.
5: <laughs> what do you guys look
2: like? All right, this is, uh, Drew, did I have to stay for this? Please. Michelle, 17, talk to Drew and the other people in the room, and I'm going to open my present now.
17: Okay, hi. Hello. Hi, um, okay, do you want me to tell my story? Go ahead. Okay, okay, I was in my room, and I was under my covers, and I was masturbating, and my dad walked in, and he turned the light on, and I don't know if he saw what I was doing, but I think he knew because he wants to talk about it later.
3: Interesting. Go ahead. I'm just looking.
2: <laughs> I just got some movies here. Well, there's Blonde Justice.
18: Now you can see it. Oh, entirely-
2: fantastic. Yeah, and I like like I said, I feel like I was there. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I, I should get a credit <sighs> on these things. What is it with the credits, by the way? If the guy's going to go as like uh, Dick Schlongman as Key Grip, why why mention it? Why, why mention the guy's name?
15: He's Dick Schlongman,
2: Key Grip. Just don't mention it.
15: Good point. Good but point. they
2: always do that, don't I know, they? I know. kind of weird uh, porn rule. <laughs> All right, you guys go ahead and help her. I'm looking at my. Let me let me see what else I got here. When, we did, have, this, uh, when did this happen,
3: Michelle? Yes. When did this happen?
17: About an hour ago. Oh, really? He wants to talk to me tonight. And I don't know what to tell him. I mean, I don't
3: think you have to say anything, really.
17: Well, I mean, it's my dad. Uh,
3: yeah, I mean, if he feels the need to discuss it, um, hear him out, and the, that's that. I mean, you're not doing anything wrong. Do you feel like you've done something wrong?
17: Uh, well, n- not personally, but in my family, I think maybe so.
3: Why would that be? What, what, Do they have some orientation that would make that bad?
17: Well, I don't really know. I We've never really talked about it before.
3: Well, I mean, maybe this is the opportunity for you guys to have a, a more open discussion about this kind of stuff. I mean, that's yeah. It's a, a reasonable thing. Are, are, are you sexually active yourself? No. Okay. So you, you have nothing to hide from your dad. No reason you can't talk honestly with him. Is that right? Yeah, as, as as miserable and comfortable as it's likely to be. Yeah.
2: Hey, Diana, Janine, jump in here. What's uh, is this a masturbatory thing? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you guys? You're it's women. Completely you're... natural. You yeah. yeah.
15: Don't exactly. don't be ashamed and tell them, Yeah, I did it. So what? Well, I'm sure right. you do Let's, it no, too. You know, and if you say you don't, then you're lying. I don't see a lying. problem with it at well, all. It
17: was with a dildo, and I, he's going to wonder where I got it and how I got it. And oh,
2: really? Cause that kind of that kind of sweetens the pot a little bit, doesn't it? Hey,
17: how old is she?
2: Seventeen. I I don't think I mean here's the deal. We've all been caught or at least close to caught. Or everyone has one of those stories where I'm not sure if my parents knew. I think they knew. I covered up real fast. I was you know sweat on the brow and everything. And the deal is is. We just didn't bring it up.
3: It just kind of. Yeah, but, th- but her dad wants to talk, needs to talk about it for some. Oh, reason. he does. Oh, yeah. okay. He's I was looking done. at
2: the old porn thing. Yeah, I didn't I know, know you, what was you, going your on.
3: Head exploded. In fact, <laughs> but it, but the, the uh, fact is, it happened just an hour ago, and he wants to talk to her tonight. Oh, we're, we're going to talk. Is this sort of thing?
2: Oh, she's the one call I got to miss, and it's yeah. the best call ever. Yeah. All right, Michelle.
17: Yes.
2: Do not. Uh, yeah. Here's the deal, Michelle. Okay. Let me talk to him. I will put on my velvet uh, corvassier sack over my tongue. You ladies are going to want to hang around for that, too, by the way. (laughs) And uh, I will, uh, I'm a crown royal sack, that is, and I will speak to him, man to man, uh, mono y uh, dad And I will straighten him out. I will explain to him all the calls we get and how it's okay. And the ladies.
17: No way. He's conservative. There's no way.
2: So you but guys,
10: even God Himself endorses whacking.
3: So you guys don't. You and your family never talk about feelings, and it's not a very open system, is that yeah. right? So this this is real heavy to you to be confronted with this kind of thing, right? Yeah. All right, and, and it, it, it's it, you sound terribly anxious about it. Is that right? Yeah.
2: Well, all right. Here's uh, let's just put this one to bed because it's going on too long. It's going to be the worst ten minutes of your life, absolutely. We we're, we're, we're absolutely are not going to try to soften this one. It's going to be a horrible ten minutes, and then you will laugh about this ten minutes for the rest of your life. You will laugh about it with your husband. You will laugh about it with your friends. You will have This will be the funniest thing ever. You're 17 now. When you get to be all of our ages, you will be laughing your ass off at this story. It's going to be a tough ten minutes, and then it'll be over. So understand that try to get some distance try to look ahead a few years and realize this is just going to be another funny story
3: growing up and, and try and try to to stay confident within yourself that you, you're, you're not doing anything you're not bad you're not doing anything wrong there's okay anything wrong with you all right
2: this is enough believe yes be be confident and then uh, have a good time later now i got these porn movies we have uh party house which uh i guess uh diana oh diana's in night play are you in party house as well diana no, no
15: i'm not that's genteel
2: oh genteel well 19. all right
15: <laughs> <then>. <laughs> we went skydiving the other day really you yeah. and genteel yeah Nude or anything? No, no, not no, yet. No
2: lesbianism on the way no, now.:
15: not, not yet.
2: Okay. Well, don't Our tell me that.
15: <laughs> okay. uh, I,
2: I picture you, you porn chicks like doing porn stuff everywhere you go. Like you go to the car wash, you're getting it on with somebody. Because I see the movies. I know how it works. And, of course, uh, the blonde justice that uh, Janine is in. But let's talk about this uh, club lingerie business. Explain this uh, to the novice listener. How does this club
0: work?
15: Well, I it, we did our, our first uh, club night last Sunday night, and it, it went over pretty well. Um, what we're trying to trigger is, is the younger, hipper... What? Trying to introduce
18: um, the adult industry m- to more mainstream people huh. um, as opposed to it just being um, something that you hide oh. or yeah. something that you, that's, you know, w- what everybody thinks that it is, the stigmatism that is...
2: Right. The whole porno world. This right. dark it's, seedy underbelly of life that I seem to enjoy.
18: And it's it, it, not that at all. It's all right, a little really cool, hip thing. All right, but Everybody don't overdo sex, it. You know, because i
2: I'll tell you what porno is for me now. It's like a it's like a little band that I'm into, you know, and I can go see the band and I don't have to wait in line too long. It's my own little thing. I don't want to be coming like the Beatles where it becomes so huge that uh, all of a sudden I go to the, the video store and everything's everything's checked out. And you, you girls become too big. You don't come on the show anymore. I don't we want to get it always too big. come on your show. Okay. In more ways than one. No, that's the kind of porn yeah. talk. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want to do? That's where I was going. So you're basically doing a public service. You're, you're introducing pornography to people who wouldn't have a chance to see it otherwise. Right. right. This is a fantastic service you you ladies are doing.
15: Absolutely. And, and
2: what kind of activities would go on on these nights? By the way, uh, Sunday night, My People Sabbath, you guys are holding this. <laughs> They're having a porn show on Sunday <laughs> night.
18: That's fantastic. We're not having a porn show. It's no, more I about mean, we're there. A we're, party. we're
15: mingling with the, the guys. They can come out and, and uh, talk with us. You know, kind of let our guard down a little bit. We can dance and drink. So and they have, can just, see just that like that a we're, party we're atmosphere. Yeah, and and we had a blast last uh, last Sunday.
2: And do you have here? Uh, There's like a gift shop with some uh, naughty items and things like that. People can pick up.
15: Good question. I don't know. You know, I don't know, that's a good idea. All right, know, you guys got to read your own idea. bio. <laughs> it's a very no, good no, that, that is a good idea. I don't think we I do have, have that, a... but that, I will go directly to the mall.
2: All right, maybe I'll open a little uh, butt shaving booth or yeah. something. Yeah, hey. <laughs> hey, there's an idea. Tim, 23, you are on love line with the beautiful Linda and the beautiful, oh, sorry, oh. <laughs> sorry. I know, but it's, it's easy, Janine. <laughs> it know. could happen it's all okay. the time. it does. And Diana. <laughs>
12: hey, guys, how's it going?
5: Good. Hello. You guys are great. Oh. Thanks. Uh, my question is is um, i got a fantasy like uh, most other guys. I'd like to be with um, two beautiful women. And um, my predicament is is Mm -hmm. when I run into two, I'm usually interested in one. Or how should I go about it? Well. Meaning when I meet one, dig the other one. But I don't know if the other one's digging me. But yet, maybe they both are. But how do I go about it?
18: Um, Usually the best thing to do, I would think, would be kind of maybe mention it to the one that you are kind of hitting it off with. To see how she responds. Uh, do you have a girlfriend at all?
5: No, I'm single currently, yeah. You
18: are? Because yeah. a lot of times that's the, your best avenue yeah. is to have a girlfriend, girlfriend that's open to it. it yeah. And then you guys go out on the night and right, know, right, pick right. up chicks.
7: Uh,
2: <laughs> Diana, you uh, sound like you're speaking from experience.
7: Uh, just a little. A little swinging <laughs>
2: in the uh, private life?
18: Um, not for the most part, no. There's... I'm open to trying anything at least once or twice, mm-hmm. you know. And
2: Ever been with a uh, doctor and hairy host?
18: <laughs> <laughs> Want to try? Oh, uh-huh. yeah.
2: <laughs> Drew, really, forget about the wife and triplets just for one night. Cause you you dedicate so much time to them. How about a little time for you? Huh? And me. And, Drew, this would be a bonding. Let me tell you. because it. This would be a huge bonding experience for us. You understand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would be cupping you while you while you went when, went to town. I would I would be like an athletic supporter. Right. Truth not little amused.
18: more information than I needed. And he's a
2: doctor, ladies. You cannot turn that down. As a matter of fact, as a doctor, he could command both of you to take your clothes off right now, and you would have to do it <laughs> by like, law. Really? do it, doc. Please, <laughs> Shannon. Yeah. You're 14. Yeah. Yes.
8: All right. Well, I have this like little problem. I'm. I was raped by my brother, my stepbrother <clears throat> two summers ago, and we're supposed to go back out there this summer because my dad lives out in California, and that's who he lives with. And um, I told my mom about this and all, but uh, we really haven't took any action on it, and I want to know what's going to happen when we do and how are we going to confront my dad with this before we go out there because we know we're going
11: to.
2: Okay, so let's recap. Two summers ago... Mm-hmm. When you were 12, yeah. your stepbrother raped you. Yeah. And how old was he at he the time?
8: 13.
2: So he was a year older than you. Yeah. Did he, Um, was it violent?
3: Yeah. He, he it really he, doesn't matter, though, does I,
2: it? I, I, Drew, I knew you were going to chime in for that, but I'm, I'm really trying to figure out what went on. Did he, you know, feed you a few drinks and sort of paw you, or did he really physically threaten you or hurt you, you know, hit you?
8: Well, he tied me to the bedpost.
2: Oh, okay. So this guy's a criminal. Yeah. I mean, he's a criminal either way, but, I mean, he's a dangerous right. guy now. I mean, I, I understand the guy, you know, if he's 13, he's horny, and he's, you know, he's trying to, you know, talk her into something or whatever, right. and she lets her guard down. But tying you to the bed, and and what did your mom say when you reported this to her?
8: Well, we talked about it because I kind of, I told her that beforehand that she uh, he had touched me in places I just didn't like, you know? Had that happened before? What?
3: Had he been doing that before, also?
8: Well, that those were kind of like the signs that I saw before.
3: Well, how long had that been going on for?
8: Well, probably a week before it happened because I was out there for a month.
3: Had anything like this ever happened to you before? No, nothing like this. Nothing. Uh huh. And so you told your mom he'd been
2: been inappropriate. Been, yeah. Yeah. And and what was her reaction?
8: Well, she she, she just said um. She asked me at that point if I wanted to go to counseling, and at that point, I really didn't want to. Mm-hmm. And then um, later, I, had, I got into a good group of friends, and they told me to go tell my mom. And they said if I don't go tell her by a certain amount of time, then they're going to tell her themselves.
2: Wow. Those are pretty responsible <laughs> friends.
8: <laughs> yeah.
2: Okay. So you told her? Yeah. Uh huh. But this and is still before you were raped?
8: No. That's... Or it wasn't?
2: Okay. No. So you told her about the rape then? Yeah. Okay. And what was her action?
8: Um, well, we just kind of sat and talked through it and and she said that we were going to look into counseling and all, but we haven't done anything. Yeah, but
2: what about him though? I mean, what about consequences for him?
8: We haven't talked about that yet.
2: Mm. Okay. Well, this is this is paramount. This is a mess. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm not quite sure what the picture is. You and your your stepbrother live somewhere else?
8: Yeah, he lives in California, and I'm in Minnesota.
2: And you're going to stay with him and his.
8: My my father and him, because my my parents are divorced, and my dad got remarried.
2: Okay, everyone's uh, heads exploding here. We're trying to figure this one out for a second. All right, but all right, you all right? So your mother it does not? Does she have any contact with your father anymore?
8: Yeah, we call him. Like, by phone and all.
3: Okay. You, you cannot live in the environment with this criminal. No. There's no way. Yeah, I and, and, no. and your I mean, mom has... About
8: that where We're not going to, like, even, like, let him anywhere around me or... No, no.
3: You can't you can't even go to the, the place yeah, that no, he's at. Yeah. You can't even be in the same city.
2: And this guy needs to be reported for his own
3: good. Correct. For I anybody mean, else's good. All right, who, right. Exactly. Who knows exactly. who else he is attacking.
8: Well, see, that's the problem, too, though. Because, I mean, I called, up, I called up here, you know, at Loveline about a month and a half ago... And I was worried about my little sister, this happening to her.
3: Right. Oh,
2: absolutely. And the neighbor's uh, little sister and the and the family down the block's little no, I'm sister. I'm remembering
3: your call now. And, she, and, she, and she's over there still, right?
8: Yeah.
2: Wow. All right, Shannon, if this guy did what you said he did, it, it, he is essentially a violent criminal and needs to be taken care of. I mean, like I said for the for the good of the community and his good too because this guy's going to do something it's going to it's going to uh, escalate, escalate yeah, and, and by the time the guy's 16 or 17 he's going to kill somebody.
3: And, and in spite of how scary this guy is, what I find to be equally as frightening is how how abject mom's denial is about this. Mom is just not her mom is just not willing to confront just how terribly serious this is both from the standpoint of the emotional impact on Shannon and accepting the responsibility of dealing with the criminal stepson.
2: All right, it's horrible. There's no doubt about it, but we got to get back to pornography. Kevin, 25, you're on Loveline.
12: Yeah, how you guys doing? Good. Well, I'm stuck here at work tonight, so I'm out surfing the web, and I had a question for, actually, Dr. Drew and you. Yeah, I found this article on here. We're kind of in a little argument right now on uh, if it's true or not.
3: You want to read it to us?
12: Uh, it's kind of long. It's a forensic report from 1987. Mm-hmm. I'll read you at the top. Rectal impaction following enema with concrete mix. Does this kind of stuff really happen?
2: All right. that's no. see, I used to be in construction. Concrete takes a good day to dry.
12: No, I swear. I've got a picture of this thing that they pulled out of this guy's butt in the emergency room.
2: Uh, was, uh, it dried in there.
12: Yeah. You want me mean to read a little of it <laughs> all
2: right engineer mike this is I'm, I'm i'm feeling weird i'm serious all right kevin uh, this is bizarre but it happens what what the hell y- you do you know want what? us to say you
3: never i mean any physician or nurse that spent time in an emergency room sees I mean, it's absolutely unlimited what stuff people end up in there mhm diana <laughs> and, you uh, and, and, ever
2: hear about anything like this
18: oh yeah oh really oh uh for a while, I was an, an emergency medical technician, and I worked in an emergency room in hospital. So you
3: saw this stuff. Really? Um, you, can't, you can't work in an emergency room for long without either hearing stories and or seeing Oh, yeah. This.
18: Oh yeah, the the pins and needles yeah. down oh. penises and things like that. I don't know. I just dropped it and I had an erection. Right. In oh right. really? And, and what what? Now, no. we
3: haven't discussed this. What was the the reason? Things that are up people's rectum. What was the usual reason? What I'll was take, the explanation? Usually, how it I'll got there. I take things um, that um, were up I, people's I rectum was, for I a hundred.
18: Naked. I slipped, I fell. I on sat it. on it. Yeah. A-
3: absolutely. Every single, even the concrete, I'm sure he sat on it. All right. a- 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 Adam, it's, it's bizarre. Well, People come in. Of with course. What else are you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: yeah.
11: sat on it.
3: Hey,
2: I rammed a mop up my ass. Doc, I got to be straight with you. <laughs> of course, you sat on it. How else would it get up your ass and you would have no responsibility for it?
3: What are you going to say? But it's it's pers- it's you would think there'd be some diversity in what people thought up to lie about that particular act. Mm-hmm. I Absolutely, was, uh, every single person was something bizarre up there. Says I was that. working
2: the tape measure for a mop hurling competition <laughs> when I noticed my shoe was untied. <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're going to say they sat on it. All right, we'll be back with more uh, lovely uh, porn anecdotes after this. Oh!
10: Hey guys. I'm Paul Shirley. I used to play in the NBA. And I'm Justin Halpern, creator of Sh** My Dad Says. We talk about the NBA in ways that
12: people don't
0: usually talk about the NBA. Yeah, we don't ask the same dumb questions. And this week we have Pau Gasol on, and we definitely don't ask him the same dumb questions everybody else does. At least we hope not. So come judge
2: us. Everyone likes to judge. Judge our ability to talk to Pau Gasol.
0: Yeah, and uh, come listen to our NBA podcast. I bet you like it. Short Corner, with actual NBA journeyman Paul Shirley and Fox TV writer Justin Halpern. Download it now at podcast1.com.
2: We's back with Janine, Linda Mulder, and Diana Loren. And we were just talking during the commercial about how little things mean so much. Mm -hmm. The ladies showed up tonight, the beautiful ladies. And as if their presence wasn't enough, they brought presents. They brought three porn movies, which they know, of course, I'm a big fan of. They bought a beautiful, beautiful chocolate raspberry cake. And I was just explaining to them... This is how things should work here. People come in. They have a good attitude. They got a smile on their face. They got pornography. They got uh, (laughs) confection. I mean, we're having a good time. I couldn't be in a better mood. And I will be damned if I'm going to let anyone within the the sound of my voice not go out and check out this uh, club pornography at uh, Club Lingerie Mm -hmm. on Sunday night in Los Angeles. Because I'm yours now.
15: Well, That's all it you. takes, a little effort so A little, little porno
2: <laughs> How late's it go?
15: I don't know. I think it's 9 to. Uh, I know I'll probably be there about 1 or 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, and Book if you again. can't come yeah. that night, there's always <laughs> right. the movies. What's that? Uh, <laughs> hey, no. Oh, they play the movies? No. Those, you know, actually, they might be. Oh, I, I really? asked them to put up the screen and, and show our bits and pieces of our stuff. Yeah. All right. That'd be cool.
2: Engineer Mike, uh, gas up the van. We will be there about uh, 10.30 on Sunday because uh, the show ends up uh, early on Sunday. Oh,
11: right on. That's
2: cool. The Lord works in mysterious yeah. ways, doesn't he? Uh-huh. If you don't hear Dr. Drew, that's because I duct taped a tennis ball into oh. his mouth and he's incapacitated. No, uh, he is, uh, I don't know where he is. He's Oh, he's on the phone. Um, I guess another patient got something caught in their ass or I don't <laughs> I don't know what he's talking about over there, but uh, I, you can rest assured that it's uh, life and death. And here he comes back <laughs> in the studio with a puss on all the way. God bless the doctor. Good looking guy for a doctor, wouldn't Absolutely. you say? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, the parents would be happy to see you guys pull pull a catch like this on board. Oh yeah, Doc, just blowing your horn while you're gone. God forbid you should do any of that for me, Amanda, fourteen. Yes, you're on love line.
8: Hi, um, I'm calling because I have a rash. Like, um, I'm really not sure. Yeah. Well, me and my boyfriend, um, he's sixteen. Uh, when we have sex, we use a condom. And it's like a really annoying rash when I go to the bathroom.
3: So it hurts when you urinate, you mean? Yes. Well, a this could be a urinary tract infection.
8: Well, I'm not really sure.
3: Okay, it could be just an irritation from from having had sex. Could be a yeast infection. Could be an allergy to the uh, to the latex in the condom. Uh huh. So if you're having sex, it's very important that you get regular pelvic exams, you see a doctor. Now, here you are having symptoms. I mean, you could have a, a, a bladder infection that could get up into your kidneys. You could get serious complications from that. Well, okay?
8: this is only the third time we've had sex.
3: Amanda, see a doctor tomorrow, okay? You All understand right. me? Yes. That, that, that it could be nothing. It could be absolutely nothing, but you are having sex, and because you're having sex, it's very important that you have regular pelvic exams. And you get these sorts of things evaluated when they develop.
2: How does that stuff work uh, in terms of the uh, adult film industry, ladies, in terms of uh, regulations and checkups and whatnot? How, uh, what's the uh, curriculum, the criterion for that?
18: Um,
15: well, everybody's AIDS tested, of course. <clears throat> what, once a month? I, once a month? Once a month, DNA tests? Uh, uh, DNA months.
18: tests every three months and an AIDS test every month. Uh-huh. Um. There is a choice of using condoms, which I personally, in all of my movies, use condoms with the men that I work
2: really? with. But they, they take it off for the money shot at <clears throat> the end, right?
18: But that doesn't have any contact with me.
2: Okay. But I still enjoy that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. They just don't, check it. They don't just leave it in. All right. There. Just, just checking. <laughs> Drew, any uh, money shot related questions you would uh, <laughs> like to
11: ask?
2: <laughs> all right. So what you're saying is, is, you know. The women and men in the industry, although they're uh, participating, many of them, in uh, uh, having a lot of partners Mm -hmm. and a lot of sex, they could potentially be safer than a lot of people who aren't getting checked out or you don't know where they've been.
18: My personal opinion is most definitely yes, because you could go into a bar, um, meet somebody, say you had a few too many drinks or you just didn't happen to have one of little mr condoms with you
11: mm-hmm.
18: you know how do you know that that person's tested do they bring a test
15: with them and say look we, you know, we are you, there with our tests exactly. and and we respect the, the people that we work with and and uh i, I think there's different types of actors and actresses right. in, in the business that, you know ones that obviously don't give a darn they they'll just go crazy but uh i think in- but
2: is there like a sanctioning board uh that could uh, strip them of their uh porn license uh or something like that i mean if they're not keeping up with the tests and and, and that sort of thing
18: well we just it's, don't work it's with them. yeah and it's sort of a uh we have a thing called the free speech coalition mm-hmm. um and they kind of help set up rules how things are going to go. It doesn't mean everybody's going to follow them, but they have all the directors and all the companies come and talk about, well, what do you think we should do to make this safer? Or, or you know, and the companies that choose not to follow those particular rules don't get to use the talent that's.
2: Okay. Available. So it, it, is a, it is a form of that. Right. Like any other industry. Scott, exactly. 30. Yeah. How you doing? Hey, you're on Love Line with Janine oh, and Diana. I
16: listen to your show all the time, let you know you guys do a great job. Thank you. And my wife listens to it with all of her gang at work at the Salt Lake City Remote and Coding Center. Anyhow... The
2: Coding Center? You know,
16: remote and Coding Center. They work for the post office. And all these girls, I mean, I guess there's about a I know there's a few hundred that work there, but there's at least 50 to 100 that listen to you guys faithfully every night. Really? Yes. And they love, love the yourself. postal
2: workers, by the way. Don't yes, want any trouble with them.
16: They do all the little barcodes on your mail. You know? <laughs> Make it easier for them to sort the mail. Oh, I anyhow. thought he said
2: codeine. I didn't no, know he said no, codeine. Remote
16: and coding center.
2: Co- code. Yeah, coding. Coding, coding center. Not right. codeine, like the drug. <laughs> it's
16: not, not like the
2: painkiller. Like the Didn't any everyone know. think yeah. he said codeine? It's like, hey, dentistry and mail sorting. What a job.
16: <laughs> <laughs> all right, anyhow, Scott. My question is, um, I've... Me and my wife have seen the one uh, movie, The Blonde Justice.
2: Oh, hey, here, hey, you
16: want to hear it? There it is. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. and I was just wondering if they've done any more recent ones that uh, we could get a hold of and stuff like that.
15: Oh, yeah, many more. Uh, <laughs> in but... fact, in fact, Blonde Justice, I did that maybe three years ago. And, uh, in fact, uh, I would say my upcoming ones are by far... Uh, much better and, and I'm a little bit more
2: cinematography, the scores no, better, you know what? what's I, better. I've recently
15: divorced. Oh yeah. So I'm I'm kind of learning a little bit here. And so I'm She's I'm ex- exploring her yeah. sexuality. Exactly.
16: All right. Well I alright well, how about the names
2: on those? <laughs>
15: um um Yeah, how
2: about uh, that? I'll, 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 I'll slow down.
15: We just we just finished uh, Where the Boys Aren't eight and nine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight <laughs> and nine that that one that series has done real well. Yeah. Um what have you been doing lately, Denise? What
2: have I been doing lately? Let me get back to the whole... Uh, and just bear with me here, Scott. Okay. All right, but, but um, put your pants back on, please. It's disrespectful. <laughs> They're on. We're talking about the divorce, and we're talking about you being able to uh, explore your sexuality, maybe even take it to uh, another level.
15: Mm-hmm.
2: Now, you still just do the uh, female-on-female stuff, correct? On film, yes. Oh, right, right, right. There's no doubt that uh, you you love the penis in your private life.
15: Yeah, well, actually, for the longest time, the, you know, I was called a penis hater, and and that you know I'm whatever they you know the She's critics would true. bash me, and, and it's not you know I love men and, and women equally. <laughs> the critics
2: would bash you. you oh, big time. Rex oh, Reed no and uh, Siskel Niebert riding riding big all over you.
15: Well, you know the, the critics that, that the porn like, critics.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. L- let me tell you, I have seen the porn critics yeah. by the way, because I went to one of these uh, porn movie. I went to where they make these things. By the way, I, the, the, the porn capital of the world is, is where?
15: What Right here. Right here. LA. San mm-hmm. Fernando Valley. Oh, yeah. North Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right.
2: My hometown. How fitting, how apropos that my hometown, the town I grew up in, has now become the porn capital. Whether I had something to do with that in some small way, I, I'll never know. But I will take some credit for it. And I, I went to a warehouse, and I got to watch them film these things. And I was hanging out, and there's all kinds of hangers-on. Uh, at these things there's about 300 extra guys that don't need to be there oh, absolutely is basically how the yeah. porn industry works uh coincidentally not too many uh women that don't need to be there all the women that, that are there need to be there but there's 150 extra guys hanging out guys like mike the engineer <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, i'm in charge of the powdered donuts and he's in charge <laughs> of the ones with the sprinkles so i'm hanging out there and i'm I met a couple of these guys that were uh, working for like um, uh, Cooch Magazine or, or you know I mean the real the swank and 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 uh, knockers and jugs and all this stuff and these guys are the and they go they write articles actually it was one woman too who who wrote for these magazines got to be the scariest people i've, uh, yeah, I've but, ever you know, seen they're,
15: they're behind their desk and in their dark little rooms and then they'll write the you know, rudest crudest stuff and, oh. and you know
11: oh, it's we, an outrage
2: some,
15: yeah it's just you know I, I i would hope we're all on the same team and you know they're in this adult and we're in the adult let's
2: let's help each yeah. other let's have a symbiotic <laughs> relationship much exactly. like the uh, pilot fish and the shark have The shark does not turn around and eat the pilot fish. The pilot fish is eating all the parasites off the shark skin. Mm
15: -hmm.
2: (laughs) Am I right, Drew? You're always right, yeah. (laughs) All right, now let me ask you something real fast, as long as we're on the uh, Blonde Justice uh, movie here. Uh, Who is the good-looking redhead that's in this movie uh, with you? Kind of uh, auburn-colored hair. Real that, good, fresh, and fine. Long, it's, long Scott, hair. Scott, do you know what I'm talking about?
15: Yes, I do. Tiffany <laughs> Minx?
2: <laughs> is that Tiffany Minx?
15: Now, Summer Night has long, dark hair. Uh, no,
2: this is sort of reddish hair, isn't it, Scott?
16: Yeah.
15: Is she fairly thin? She's. Natural like, yeah. breasts? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Na- Tiffany.
2: Very good looking, wouldn't you say, Scott? Yes, I yeah? Think so. Yeah, I enjoy it. Scott has uh, no blood. In his uh, cranium at this point, but yes, I enjoyed her very much, and we look forward to more films uh, with oh, yeah. her.
16: And so, Scott? what's
10: your newest one coming
15: out? Uh, newest one coming out, uh, actually, it's it's a uh, interview movie. They had asked me uh, all my questions or questions and my fantasies, and and we kind of acted upon that. So I'm I'm real uh, anxious to see that one. That should be out, I think. On Playboy Channel, uh, July 1st.
2: All right. So, Janine, when we come back, we're going to explore just a little more about how how you've been uh, liberated sexually because Mm -hmm. of the uh, new divorce. And, uh, Diana, we'll talk about uh, some weird stuff with you, too. Drew, you (laughs) you relax over there. Just sit back and enjoy the ride. Hello, is this
0: Lafayette? I have a problem with my stool. Too. The phone number for Loveline is 1 800 Love 191. I gotta go. I'll be right back. Podcast One presents the Robin Anton Podcast.
16: David Spade. You know what was so sad is that we were on Sign Live and me and this other guy that did Tommy Boy that you don't know the Concord went over there and then we go oh we're so famous because we're on starting line but we, don't, <laughs> we forget they don't even get it over there are you serious so no just, one slowly the hats came off then the sunglasses then we're like I think we had lunch at Planet
0: Hollywood <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> we're like trying to get people to find us and
5: <laughs>
16: <laughs>
0: the Robin Anton podcast at podcast1.com. that's podcastone.com
2: Yeah, ha, ha. Well, I'm up here on Cloud 9. Phone number here on Loveline, 1-800-LOVE-191. Fax number 3108 Here with Dr. Drew, Janine Linden, Linden, <laughs> Linda Mulder, and Diana Loren. They are uh, adult film starlets, and uh, they have a little thing at the uh, Club Lingerie out here in... Uh, hollywood california that goes on on sunday nights it is uh, club uh, pornography and they have
15: 65, 65 uh, oh, 07, sunset
2: 65 uh, b- believe me uh, real men will be able to sniff this place okay. out just knowing that it's in the greater la area I'll just roll down the window yeah okay that's north let's go <laughs> slap the siren on the roof drive on the sidewalk so now janine yes. we were talking uh, before we left off about now, now for people who don't know um, which one Janine is, Janine is the uh, she's been in the business about three and a half, four years. We're just talking about this. A extremely good looking blonde woman and who only does uh, the woman on woman scenes, the female scenes, does not uh, interact with men on screen. Now, off screen, um, I'm sure she's uh, probably uh, licking her chops trying to get at me as <laughs> yeah, we speak. I am. am I right? With yeah. Fresh off the divorce. Huh? Yes, that's true. Shopping around, are you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can be on the show every night. <laughs> <laughs> right under the desk. No, no, no. <laughs> please, please. <laughs> All right. You would not recover. I certainly would. <laughs> I did a shot. The phone number is, uh, I Drew, take over. Okay. Now, <clears throat> you're saying you had a divorce, so that enabled, it sort of freed you up a little more, but yeah. still with the women.
15: Yeah, yeah.
2: So I'm guessing vibrator. That's what I'm thinking.
15: No, you know no? what it was is I, my feelings for other women, and even enjoying it as much as I was, I always had to kind of tone it down because I wasn't allowed to look like I was having, you know, that much. I would have to kind of suppress those feelings and and
2: by you felt by your husband, yeah, at oh the yeah, time,
15: yeah. He, you know, if he saw a scene and he wasn't. And it looked like I was really enjoying it, which most of the time I really was. Um, mm-hmm. He didn't care for that too much. So now that I'm, you know, oh, guy was a little uptight. Yeah, you know, and no down holds barred. Now. Yeah, so, so now you yeah, but, but now I'm I'm free and I'm I'm kind of into my own um, sexuality and it's I love. Having sex with women, and I'm not gonna hide the fact. And if I feel good, I'm gonna show that I feel good. And, and that's where I'm kind of oh God. Just talking too. about this. <laughs> She's really wanna... good. I've done some scenes with right you. Oh, oh you have? Oh yeah. A couple oh. weeks ago. Yeah, yeah we just. The uh, yeah. boys aren't. Yeah. We yeah. Just oh, where do. the
2: boys? You guys uh-huh. work work together? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
15: Oh
11: yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like um, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Any? Yeah. Any? Yeah. Wanna uh-huh. recreate anything here <laughs> for the love line? I mean, it's radio, but I sure as hell would would try my hardest to describe what was going on in here. No? No, 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 uh no little, you little no. you want to
18: see it by the movie. No previews, huh? <laughs> uh,
2: so, so in spirit, so there's nothing that you're actually doing anymore, uh, Janine, but it, but it, but you're freed and it shows you're having yeah, a good time yeah, out there. Exactly. All right. Exactly. Yeah. You hip to that Drew? Yeah.
15: <laughs> I'm just, dis- you know what I am discovering is, huh. can I, can I say anal?
2: Oh wait a minute! We got to put Terry on hold. Yes, oh, <laughs> thank
15: the, you. What, what do you say dis- No, wait a minute. How do
2: you discover anal?
15: I, I just well we were talking this talk, but I haven't got into the cement thing yet or the grapefruit. You haven't or put whatever. a sack
2: of quick mix in your no, ass yet.
15: No, nothing like that. But uh, well,
2: well, how good. are you discovering that?
18: She's it's, finding she nice. likes things yeah. there, well, oh, yeah. just, if they're the right things, yeah, uh-huh. and done the right way, exactly, uh-huh. by the right people. There you yes. go. <laughs>
2: and uh huh. But still, now here's here's another interesting question. <laughs> you know, believe you know, we had Henry Kissinger in here, I'd be like, um, uh, where'd you get those glasses again? <laughs> but now that we have the porn women in, I, I cannot stop talking. We can't take any calls. But uh, here's what I have to ask. Here's what I gotta know. You have done the, the the woman on woman thing for a long time now, right. and 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 everyone's dying to see you with a guy, right. I'm sure. Are they waving tons of money in front of you to try to get you to yeah, coax you it's, to do it's, this?
15: It's not a money issue, you know. Absolutely, I've been just awestruck with the, the amount. And It's just it's so ridiculous. And even if I was gonna decide to do this now, I can't give them what they have. Built up, built in their up minds. in their heads. Right, you know, I'm gonna do it. I, I'm gonna either have to walk on water or shoot flames at my rear or something. But I, you know, I'm, I'm just gonna. If I was to do it, I would do it wholeheartedly, and and I'm gonna get some credit saying, "What is that? What we've been waiting for?" And then right. some that's really gonna like it. And I don't know if I want to even touch that yet. So. Right.
2: Okay. All right. But tons. Is there any sort of fund I could contribute to or something? <laughs> that's yeah. what. It's really what it I was could asking.
15: Happen. One day, i okay. telling
2: you. All right. Well, just film next time you're at home and just bring it in. All right. Now, <laughs> where are we going? Back to Terry. Terry. Hi. Hey. What's going on? Hey, you're on Loveline. We're taking one call this break. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Terry. Hurry. I got to get back to the porn talk.
4: Okay. All right. Okay. I wanted to ask you. Okay. We're talking about old porn, not the new stuff. All right. Uh-huh. Like 70s. Uh-huh. What do you think ruled? Was it Seca or was it Marilyn Chambers?
2: Uh, I never really was a big Marilyn Chambers fan.
4: Uh, well, my dad used to have a big collection of movies.
2: Well, yeah, but back then you sort of took what they gave you. I mean, Thanks. well, I mean, the the, the Pickens were a little slimmer in Marilyn the porn. The
18: Chambers didn't do very many movies. The men weren't that great.
2: Yeah, everyone was kind of, well, everyone was ugly in the 70s. <laughs> or they didn't have the my same God grooming and hygiene thing that goes on today. <laughs> Plus, they didn't work out the lighting and the angles. And, you know, now it's very flattering. Back then, it was just, uh, hey, just slap on the ass cam and go to town. <laughs> Women with the hair coming out from everywhere, guys, the big punch and the long pork chop sideburns.
4: Well, it wasn't as fake back then, either. I meant, like, body part-wise. No,
2: so be it. <laughs> so be it. Do not cast aspersions on the uh, fake boobies. <laughs> please, you're insulting me.
4: Oh, please.
2: So, uh, Terry, I would uh, I would cast my vote for Seika. Okay. All right? Okay. All righty then.
15: She's got a point. <laughs>
2: Porn yeah, I mean. trivia with Adam and Dr. Drew. <laughs> Drew, you got another call you uh, enjoy taking here? Cherry? 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 Uh, hi. Which one is it? It's Sherry. Okay. Oh, is that how you do it? Spell Sherry? All right. Yeah. Sherry, 17 you're on Loveline with Janine and Diana.
19: Yeah, I have a question. For some reason, whenever I get a guy like wrapped around my finger and I like find out that he really likes me, I just manage to turn him off and I have no idea why.
2: Mm-hmm. Well ladies, please.
15: Oh, um well there could be a lot of reasons. Yeah, what Smothering exactly him the, Yeah.
18: what exactly do you do and what do you mean by the fact that once you've got them wrapped around your finger? Well, that could be a big problem right there. <laughs>
19: yeah. Once I know that they actually like me and I can actually get anything I want from them, I don't know, just somehow, I don't know if it's my attitude, I don't know if it's my actions, I just manage to completely turn them off, like, just get them totally on my bad side and have them never like me again. It sounds like from what you're saying, just in the attitude that you're
18: saying, that you change once you find out that they have an interest in you.
19: Is it? Because I, like, really like this guy, Brian one of my friends, and, like, I don't know, I felt that I was, like, actually getting somewhere with him, so I decided that I'd, like, I guess explore more, and, like, as soon as he found out that I actually liked him, he kind of sort of, like, didn't want to talk to me anymore.
2: Yeah, well, uh, all right, this sort of nonsense is very uh, prevalent When you're younger, I mean, that's the way it goes. It's a a big sort of cat and mouse game uh, that you play when you're in your teens, and it goes on for a lot of people into their 20s and even 30s. But for most people, it's something that you sort of grow out of as you get a little bit older and you get a little more comfortable in your own skin. And you you can start telling people, hey, I like you or here's how I feel about you. And you don't worry so much about the repercussions of that. And hopefully they're mature enough to be able to handle this information. And it's just this is sort of a volleying back and forth that goes on when you're young that that is some sort of rite of dating passage that everyone seems to go through <laughs> but you get through it and eventually you get to the point where you can have good relationships and then you get to the point where you have this mutual disdain. You hate them all men and we hate all women and that, that point comes later but it's okay you're no longer having sex you're just uh, eating on TV trays in front of uh, game shows at night.
19: So is it pretty much immaturity I guess?
2: Yeah, I, I think it is. It's you're 17, and this is what 17 year olds do. Because
18: but don't think ne- that it's going to go away really quick, because right. I know men in their 30s that do the same. Thing. Because
19: I've never been in a relationship myself, and he knows that. And like when he found out at first that I was never in a relationship, he like wanted to get closer. But as soon as I wanted to get closer, he really backed off.
2: Right. Again, more jocking, more uh, posturing, and uh, more nonsense done by. Uh, uh, that's the beauty of the porn industry. Hey, there's no no posturing there. You're paid, show up, you have sex. That's right. I sit home, oh, I masturbate, and that's that.
18: What could be better?
2: <laughs> Nothing. Free porn. <laughs> <laughs> it's
18: Free porn. World.
2: That's all you need to know. Uh, and thank God I finally have the blonde justice in the. Uh, you know, I had the uh, director's cut before. It was like, um, what what uh, what did they do with uh, Apocalypse? Now is a, a, a what's the name of that director's cut? Francis Ford, uh, yeah, I know, but they—they they did something called. Oh, all right, I'll come up with it later. Look, uh, this, my brain's on fire. We, <laughs> we have to—we have to move on. I'm
0: starting to itch. Loveline will be right back. Doctor Drew will say something brilliant, but no one will hear him because Adam will be making funny noises.
5: Hi, this is Jed Apatow, here my conversation with Brett Easton Ellis. Hey, what's, what's up, this
3: Kanye. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, here my conversation with the great Brett Easton Ellis. Hello, this is Marilyn Manson. I'd like you to listen to me on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast.
5: Hey, this is Brett Easton Ellis. Check out my podcast on Podcast One, where my guests and I will be discussing all the issues that keep the pop culture world moving, talking, and thinking.
2: It's
10: the Brett Easton Ellis Podcast on Podcast One.
2: All righty then. Uh, Oh, just time for for thank yous. Uh, First off, go out and see uh, the Volleyballers uh, at Hermosa Beach uh, this weekend. That should be uh, a good time, and I want to thank them for coming in. Also, uh, tomorrow night we have the band Orbital and Primitive Radio Gods coming in here. So more dual guests. Oh, but I'm just a sidekick. What would I know? I really shouldn't even have this information, should I, Drew? No. It'd be better if you didn't. All right. So, um, Janine and Diana, I want to thank you guys for coming in and being so gracious. And as I stated before, and to people who are listening, when you come in to Loveline, you bring a little gift. Look at it as as a housewarming. No, I'm not asking for payola, but I'm saying, show up. You haven't opened this one yet. Yeah,
15: we, look at it. It's gorgeous.
2: I did look at it. I'm bringing it home. With a smile on your face, I'm going to actually, I'm going to put on the video and hump the cake.
15: E. Yes. <laughs> yeah! Yes. My kind of man.
2: Yes, <laughs> we'll put a nice little cream filling in there for you, Drew. Sex and chocolate. <laughs> mm-hmm. As I was saying, when you come in uh, to Loveline, to all who are listening, potential guests and future guests, you put a smile on your face. Bring a a T-shirt and a hat. Uh, pose for a picture. Enjoy yourself, and then I will be. Uh, it will be my pleasure and honor to uh, talk about your upcoming events, such as the uh, club lingerie uh, ordeal going on with the uh, what do you call that? Club porn Sunday nights. And oh, here's the phone number I was looking for: two one three nine six nine four. Uh, sorry, four six five six again. Uh, nine six nine four six five six. That's a phone number. You can find out all about it. That's uh, this it Sunday, is, yeah. and mm-hmm. go check that out. And go say hi to lovely Diana and, and uh, Janine over there, and can uh, I tell get down. I'm dancing yes, dancing very time? fast.
15: Um, where am I dancing? San Jose, Pink Poodle. That's right. Blondage. You got it. Myself and Julianne
2: Okay, <laughs> uh, doing any weird things on stage?
15: Oh, yeah, but of course.
2: Okay, so I'll be uh, <laughs> I'll be in the uh, Winnebago just behind you. <laughs> All right, caravan to uh to the blondage place and uh, the pink poodle. Yeah, so anyway, tomorrow night, you know who's coming in? Uh, Drew, you'll be here? I'll be here. Thank you. Thanks for bearing with me, Drew. Oh, well, it's it's been a pleasure, Adam. Yeah, You've nice. been quite on a on a I'm high on Different life. tonight. I'm on the top of the world looking down on pornography.
15: <laughs> hey, <no>. uh, <laughs> uh, hey, Up,
2: up,
15: up. All right.
2: right. So I want to thank the lovely Lisa for doing the phones tonight. The beautiful Sherry for doing the phones tonight. The Angular One, producer Ann, for doing a fine job not only booking guests, but just generally shaping the show. I am nothing but a puppet, and she, uh, she, she manipulates me. Every word that comes out of my mouth, she thought of first. Especially I love... Schlong. <laughs> All right. Even that sentence. And of course the one not wonder engineer Mike who uh put on that I love schlong drop just seconds ago. I'm Adam Crowley, it's Doctor Drew, and until tomorrow, Mahalo
0: been listening to loveline the opinions expressed on loveline especially by adam carolla are not necessarily those of the staff management or sponsors or even the character voices loveline produced by ann wilkins for westwood one entertainment copyright 1996 so don't even think it this concludes another podcast one.com
11: program